All right, what's going on in the world of business? McDonald's is selling all of its restaurants in Russia. The burger giant said its existing licensee, Alexander Govor, who currently operates 25 restaurants in Siberia, has agreed to buy McDonald's 850 Russian restaurants and operate them under a new name. So basically he's going to take over the current McDonald's, change them to, I don't know, McPutin? I'm not certain. Now, McDonald's Russian operations contributed about 9% of the company's annual sales, about $2 billion bucks. And you think back, you know, McDonald's was pretty much one of the first consumer brands to actually enter Russia at the, after the uh, fall of the Soviet Union, way back in 1990. So this, in many ways, is almost a symbol of, of a return to a, a Cold War-type mentality where Western brands are just not there in Russia. But what is the motivation behind doing something like this for McDonald's, considering 9% of annual sales? Dr. Dirk Matten is Associate Dean of Research at Schulich School of Business at York. Welcome to the program. Um, What's your take on on this? Is this just just good business, good PR, corporate responsibility? It is a little bit more than PR. I think McDonald's has investors. They have, of course, um, 91% of their consumers elsewhere in the world. And there's a strong sentiment also among their employees that McDonald's should take a stand against Russia. And so McDonald's is just um, conforming with these expectations of groups of people uh, who are very important for the rest of their business. You have a piece in the conversation.com where you ask some pretty pointed questions about motivations and what what drives companies to do these sort of things. Tell me about that. Well, I'm all interested in corporations doing something good for society and contributing positively in many ways. But the question I ask is, do they really do that if they just leave Russia? As you just said in your program, they the operations of McDonald's were 100% locally in terms of supplier and customer. So by McDonald's pulling out, what does it do to the end of the war if this is the ultimate goal? And we can question that and we see that the fallout is very bad for Russian communities, for employees, for Russian workers who don't get paid. Many of them work remote for software companies in the West and can't get paid anymore. So all these effects on local communities are not relevant. But more importantly, the question we have to ask, will it change the course of the war in Ukraine? And I am very skeptical about that. The, the feeling here is that this puts pressure on Putin's government from grassroots or perhaps annoyed by all of these things. And I can't get, I mean, I, I'm certain not being able to get a Big Mac is not high amongst those concerns. But does this put pressure on the Russian government? From a business perspective, I would say sanctions are a tool that governments use. But we all know, and there's good research by now, since we have experience with Iran and going further back, that sanctions really don't give a political outcome. They make life more uncomfortable. But as we all know, and the media constantly emphasizes, uh, Putin is an autocrat. So 
having a little bit more discontent in Russia, that will not change the course of the Russian government. You you raise the uh, history lesson of South Africa and the sanctions against South Africa. What's the takeaway from that? Well, people who refer to that just uh, had best bad history teachers. Companies pulled out out of South Africa, mostly American companies, pushed by their black board members, General Motors being the uh, uh, at the forefront here, because they had to implement apartheid in their plants, in their manufacturing and sales operations in South Africa. And that was becoming actively complicit with human rights abuses of apartheid. They had to stop that. Now, I say in my piece that companies who actively supply technology or other goods to continue the invasion, they have a good case to rethink their Russian operations. But McDonald's or Uniqlo or Burger King, to uh, name a Canadian company, what does their product uh, have an effect on the war? It's almost zero. What would, if you were advising CEOs from these companies, I mean, they seem to be between a rock and a hard place because if they see if they continue on business as usual, there's going to be criticism. And then, of course, there's criticism from the other side as well. They are in a difficult place because they have to um, live up to the expectations of all those groups, employees, customers, and more importantly, investors who keep their business running. So they are in a hard place. But I think what they should flag really is that solution, the goal of these sanctions is something that most notably only governments in this situation can do. Corporations can do a lot of things. They can do a lot of good where governments in the developing world fail. The Canadian mining sector is learning that lesson very well for a number of years now. But to make peace, to negotiate this, the solution of this war, and we all know that this will only end with a negotiated solution, that is a governmental role. And I think business leaders and investors, people who do capital allocation, powerful people, they should put pressure on governments to address this. Dirk, I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. That's Dirk, Dr. Dirk Matten, who is Associate Dean of Research and a Professor of Sustainability at the Schulich School of Business at York University.